0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. So Tim and I, we jump right into it with our fun weekend recap. We have some uh, some of our own conversation, just chop it up a little bit. Some of our new things going on, and then we jump right into our RLEs, our real life experiences, and we we get a little real today as well. We talk about certain funks, getting in, being in funks, and and how to kind of fight back on those and how do you start to get your your mind right get out of those situations and i talk about what's kind of driving my funk right now it's it's not as quarantine driven but we get into into the weeds there a little bit and And like I said, it's just a little more real in certain parts of the episode. And then then we have our our last as always. And we finish off with book talk, getting down and nerdy with it. And I discuss how you you need to observe what your clients really want, ask them what their problems are, what their needs and wants are, instead of assuming. We assume a lot and we use McDonald's and Snickers as being very good at marketing, their, uh, their foods and products uh, a different type of way. So something that I think I'm going to use on on the podcast and my own business as well. So Tim, where do you take us today?
1: Yeah. So after I give a quick, we can recap my mother's day recap, we, uh, we kind of deep dive into the latest uh, Michael Jordan documentary episodes, uh, episodes seven and eight. So talk about, it was my favorite episode. So we give our, uh, we give our takeaways from that and kind of lessons learned how you can kind of, apply Michael Jordan's mindset uh, to business or to whatever your thing is. So good discussion there. And then for real life experience, um, been cooped up during this quarantine and I, I can feel my productivity starting to fall off cause I haven't changed it up a little bit with my work environment. So I kind of explain what specifically I'm doing to change things up and kind of up my productivity again after being in the same place at the same time. So cool, cool conversation there about real life experience. And then in the show, Uh, with book talk talking about a book by the name of man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl who spent um, a long time in a Nazi concentration camp a lot of good lessons from that book and I give you just some advice that you can take um, into your own life when you like market yourself appreciating your life journey. Just a really good section there that you really want to hear um, from a very uh, impactful book in Mansour Search for Meaning. Uh, so, So I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode a lot. Without further ado, episode 130.
0: we're coming off of mother's day. So went and saw mama's legs and then brother Hal. So, uh, yeah, fun. Uh, good to always see them fun hanging out with my parents. You know, it's, it's weird. We go from that age of your parents bother you. Like they're annoying. And then, you know, college is like, Oh, parents are kind of cool. Like we're all, we're drinking together now. And then now after like 25, 26, 27, it's like, man, I, I love hanging out with my parents. Like my parents are a fun time.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure that has to do with the fact that you're not living under the same roof as them seven days a week. And you got you oh. guys got some space and development between you guys, but
0: a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like, I'm good to stay there for like three, four, five five days. That's like my max. And then it's like, I need to go back to my house. Yeah. Um, yeah but you know, it's, They're not on me. We just we hang, and when cocktail hour comes around, we we do it up, and you know. So also when mom makes Italian beef sandwiches, that always helps every cause.
1: Bro, that was the you know you listeners for the listeners. The first meal I had at Slager's house, Colin's house, that his mom made, it was that meal. So good.
0: Yeah, it's uh, she's a legend in the kitchen she's she's great at what she does
1: yeah i think i had four helpings four sandwiches that night of that stuff i'm pretty i had it i had it three days in a row
0: one of them being the day i came back to indy
1: wow did you just get back did you just get back today or yesterday
0: no i got back on uh, sunday came back sunday um yeah we'll get a little more into that in early but uh yeah so came back sunday was was a fun time hanging out, uh, you know. My dad and I made breakfast on Sunday morning. She wanted waffles, and my dad got got bacon from the butcher. So we had just really good bacon and waffles, mm-hmm. and uh, it was awesome. Um, should try chicken and waffles on her sometime. I haven't had chicken and waffles in a long time, but that's a good dish. Yeah, you just get the right amount of chicken with the waffle, and you get both a little bit of hot sauce and syrup. Oh, dude. Dude,
1: that sounds amazing.
0: Nutritious value not very high. Making the soul really happy high up there. And it it's does, like it, it does it's a, job. A,
1: it's a meal with a fam. The the meal brings you closer together. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Can't you can't put a nutritional value on that.
0: Yeah, right. But it was there was no chicken with our waffles, but Yeah. Uh so I got I got a new before going into the weekend, I got a new vinyl record. And it was Mac Miller's High Life album, like his one of his earliest. And go to play one side and it's scratchy, it skips, like in within five minutes, it's through the entire record. And then I try the other one. And there's all this like brown shit on the vinyl. And you know, couldn't tell if it's on it or in it. And so I play that it's okay for a little bit. Then it just sounds like it's underwater mm. and I'm a little pissed. Cause I'm like, oh, I've really been waiting to listen to this record. And I mean, I can go on the internet and listen to it. It's just got a different feel and it's Mac Miller. Like, and so I, I send a message. I bought this on eBay, send a message. And I was like, Hey, you know, and I was very nice about it. I was like, this is what's going on. Could you please just send me a new one? And they came back and they're like, oh, so, so sorry to hear that. Is the brown stuff, you know, sometimes we'll see discolorations on vinyls. Is it actually on it? Can you clean it off? Uh, Or is it actually inside? And so I sent back, I was like, yeah, it's not coming off and it's still, it's underwater. So we'll see what they say. But I did, uh, I did order Justin Bieber's changes album on vinyl. Yep. Don't at me. Don't at me. I did it.
1: Ashley would be proud.
0: Yes. I'll have to, I'll do off to send her a picture when it comes in. And I'll just send her that and then say hashtag no shame.
1: Right. That's
0: great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's Justin cool. Bieber's talented,
1: man. I don't dude, know. Dude, he
0: really know. is. And yeah. now that we're at the ages that we're at, because he's kind of our age, it's a little more relatable to us. And I think that's also why I like it more yeah. than. When we were not even able to drive and hearing love songs, like it's just the way it is. I'm not gonna resonate as much with it then because then I was still worried about driving and you know, eating Pop Tarts and all that shit and whatever. So it's not like I knew love, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, then I'm getting my Herculean meals this week. There you go, yeah, super excited. I've been eyeballing. That walking taco. Ooh, ooh, Dude, looks good. The
1: thing is, I ordered too early because they didn't have that available yet.
0: Oh, so baby, I haven't,
1: I haven't been able to try it. But next round of meals that I get, I'm gonna. There's, get
0: there's a barbecue chicken. I'm eyeing. To. I'm eyeing really the whole thing, but some stuff that's yeah. dairy or, or gluten that I can't have. But not a whole lot. And so, but some stuff is out too, and I'm like, oh, Ugh. son of a bitch. Yeah.
1: So I had barbecue chicken last night. It was good. Yeah. The, the yeah. other one that I like. uh, is the, the cherry wood pulled pork mac and cheese. That's probably Ooh. one of my favorites so far. Put a little barbecue sauce on top. So good.
0: Yeah, I can't have that one, but sounds yeah. good. Sounds real good.
1: And Were there any other ones that looked good to you on there Wait, while you were looking? Besides the barbecue chicken. And-
0: the naked egg roll, but they were yeah. out of that.
1: Yeah, they were out of that one for me too.
0: And also the keto meatloaf wrapped in bacon.
1: Damn. Yeah. I didn't get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I ordered the 35 one and a lot of them weren't updated, but, um, I'm enjoying it going through the, going through the the meal prep for, for two weeks now. I mean, they're perfect, perfectly sized meals. You get anywhere, anywhere between 28 grams of protein to 40 grams of protein in in just a a small compact meal. And Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like less than 500 calorie meals and you're still getting full. So listeners, uh, promo code off the dome. If you want Herculean meal prep, uh, here in Indianapolis, you get 20% off. So, yeah.
0: and, and we don't make money off that either. We're just, we're out promoting uh, a good company with good people and, and good food. So
1: right. Yeah. And off like the during, dome. A ta- during, during a time that's like crazy busy, you got a lot of stuff going on and you don't have the time or the energy to cook food right now. You're not as, as proactive as Slagger at cooking in the kitchen. And this is the perfect solution for you. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: takes hey, It takes practice to be the best baby. Right, MJ didn't start as MJ. That's right. I'm gonna talk about that today. <laughs> Not that my cooking skills can be comparable to Michael Jordan's basketball skills,
1: but I'm pretty good.
0: I think you if cha- you
1: can channel him though, you can channel his uh, his ideas and his strategies into the. I am,
0: I am pretty good in the cooking, kitchen, though. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm pretty crafty. Yeah, I yeah, I, I want to try this one dish, but I, I haven't done a pasta carbonara yet. But that's I'll tackle that one soon. See how that goes. But I think if, if there That's were... The
1: cabanara.
0: <laughs> cabanara. You gotta say it like,
1: you I say think it if, like Yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> say it like that. All right.
0: <laughs> I think if there was like an average Joe's version of Chopped, I would probably be able to hold my own pretty well, I think. Like an average love, Joe's I'd version. So, so yeah. where it's just like people like me, just like their own self-proclaimed kitchen warrior, right? But... Maybe you double the time where it's, we just, you know, we're not as quick. We're not as fast as a chef, right? So, well, maybe not double, maybe like instead of 20 minutes for appetizer, we get 30 or 35 entree. Maybe we get an hour dessert, maybe like 40, 45, you know, Mm. and they can still skip through it. But I think that would make it a little more fair to, like a civilian, a non chef, <coughs> but <coughs> oh, bless me! I think I think I could do pretty well. <coughs> Shit, too many cigarettes, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would do pretty all right. I would have to. I I would have to up my knife skills. Just be faster chopping, because that would be one downfall of mine. Is the chopping? It's not.
1: Well, uh, looks like you need to buy a knife from, uh, from Eric then Ash blades last <laughs> week's interview. I do.
0: I do. Like I said, I need to save a little more disposable capital, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I want to be not.
1: Yeah. It's amazing that after you interview a guy like Eric, his knives just show up everywhere on your Instagram timeline. Cause right after we interviewed him, right. one of my friends, Grace, she posted a picture of a knife that she bought from him. I'm like, Oh my gosh! Small world. So,
0: yeah, now that was a good interview. I I really enjoyed talking to him.
1: Yeah, you you guys got to check that out last week. Uh, Eric Giesman, founder of Ashblades, he makes like handcrafted knives, and I feel like a lot of his clientele is uh, kitchen knives. So he services, based on what I'm hearing, a, a lot of the the restaurants here in Indy in terms of of knives, and he sharpens knives too. He doesn't just create them. Um, but yeah, yeah, that episode was amazing because like, for someone who's never like even Taking a step back to think about the knife making process. He outlines it in a way that is so simple and so straightforward and so like all encompassing that mm-hmm. it's really compelling and interesting to hear about. And I enjoyed that interview and I know you guys will too. So you guys go back, go back and look at that one. Episode 129, right?
0: Uh, yes. 129.
1: Yeah. So for sure. Good.
0: Yeah. Great. Uh, great little promo there, Tim. How's Tim nice?
1: Yeah. You're welcome. Gotta, you're welcome. Gotta give a shout out. Yeah.
0: So you had a good weekend. Good mother's
1: day. Yep. Uh, we, we went virtual this year for mother's day. Um, we got a lot of our families kind of scattered around geographically and, um, just with everything going on, we decided to just, uh, me and my four other siblings, we pulled money together and sent my mom flowers and chocolate that arrived on Friday. Uh, so it wasn't last minute. It was, we, we were early yeah. on. So that nice. arrived. we had a little, uh, Zoom call on Sunday night, and yeah, I just I love those type of conversations because we 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 like to kind of reminisce on mom's favorite memories, go around the circle, and share a little share a little stuff. So oh, cool. good conversation there. Cool, uh, great Mother's Day. Um, and then yeah, i watched the uh, the Jordan documentary last night, uh, episodes seven and eight out of ten. Favorite episode, um, I just want to say my biggest takeaways because I was I was you really get a glimpse into like why he was the way he was, and like these episodes kind of explained why he like how his mindset was completely different from everybody else on earth when it came to basketball. And that's like what made him the best. Uh, So like they talk about like the rivals that he made with like players from other teams. Like, you know how, like in today's LeBron and a lot of like the, the top tier players, they're like, they're more like friends with other players on every other teams. Like they are a lot more like buddy buddy than what they were like in the eighties and nineties. So like Michael would like find different ways to turn opponents into enemy enemies and like eliminate them like if someone in the press said one thing about this player like being either better than Jordan or like on the same level or if like a player like did something innocently without even knowing like saying last night I said good game Mike like, right. with, like saying like different stuff like that how he would use like the smallest fuels like to start his fire from within him and like really Which didn't even
0: happen that. by the way
1: I know, and then he's like, just kidding. But like, yeah, yeah, just like just like things like that, like uh the uh BJ Armstrong hitting the, the shot against the Bulls in the playoffs in uh uh ninety six or one of the years where like they beat him on their home floor and like the other team was celebrating like crazy, acting like mm-hmm. they won the championship and he just and that just like made him mad, so he just went off against the And next game. and
0: I love that. Like waking up the beast, I love that where yeah. I forget who it was. Jerry Krause was interested in another player. And so their mission was to make him look bad.
1: Yep. Yep. Tony coach.
0: Yes, exactly. And it was unfortunate for Tony because he didn't do anything wrong. And they even addressed that. Like Mike and Pippen, they were like, look, he didn't do anything. It was all against Jerry. So, But we just made him look bad. And then one of this past Sundays, was it, I think, Armstrong? Yeah. Yeah. And he said that MJ was like, You know, it's my job to kill him for the rest of the the series. And that's what I did and just took it to him. And and I I love that just because it's, there's always a little more juice. There's always a little more extra left in the tank. And he just found like mentally he had to get angry at something or someone to wake up the dark side.
1: Yeah. And I like that as he's like doing these interviews for this documentary in his house, He'll just say something like that, like, it was my job to kill him. But he'll, <laughs> like, say it, like, so, like, calmly and, like, no emotion at all while he's saying it. But he did show emotion in last night's episode. This It was the first time where he, like, kind of broke down and he was kind of explaining. This was another big takeaway of the episode is, like, how hard he was on his teammates mm-hmm. um, to the point where, like, he would, like, swear at him, um, whatever. But, like, that was the – so what he was trying to do, like, and he, he cried while he was talking about Kind of the public's misunderstanding of him as like a, a bad guy, and how it kind of like crossed with his relationships with teammates. And I think he would he would always like push everybody else to be on his level. Like he wanted all his teammates, no matter how good they were, he wanted them to be on his level. And he was gonna like talk at them and like use any type of motivation force possible to get them to his level, even though they would never actually get to his level. But what was important to him was like you needed to care about getting up to that level as much as I care about like winning championships. And like, he was just trying to get people up to that level with him and um, it just came off as bad. Like it's one of those, and I related to business too. Like if you're an entrepreneur starting a business, like you're never going to be able to get your employees to care about your mission as much as you like personally do. Like, and it, and like everybody, I think that's the biggest challenge for leaders is like, how do you communicate with people to see your vision the way you see it? And I feel like that was a big part of the documentary is, like, that's how he communicated with players. He was hard on him because he he wanted them to – he wanted to win. He was going to do it at a cost. Like, it's it's amazing. So, yeah, I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, and, you know, because I played organized ball for a long time through high school, and you see that. Sometimes you are that. And it's just – yeah, it's how bad – you want to be there and how bad you want to win Mm -hmm. so like i was pretty good in high school but like you know your high school varsity is kind of like your best from grade school whatever but i do remember in grade school ball there'd be times it's you get frustrated with people and it's comes off as like mean or the the clips you see of michael saying to people they're truthful things it's just the delivery is kind of an asshole delivery I forget who he was talking to. He's like, "What you made? You made one, one shot tonight." It's like he's kind of being a dick about it, but he wants him to make more than one shot. So in his own way, he just his whole thing behind it is be better. Really, that's that's what it is. Is to everyone? Yo, do this better. Like, if we don't yeah. do this better, someone else is going to win. We want yeah. to win, and it's just that's the way he did it though. And yeah. some guys responded to that. Other guys did not. And who was it? Uh, Billy Wellington. He mm-hmm. said that Jordan was like, yo, dude, hang on or "or this ain't the spot. He goes, all right, let's ride. And other guys didn't accept it that way. Like they they weren't, it wasn't well received in the manner that, you know, Michael Jordan wasn't there to outwardly offend people on purpose just to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it's unless you've been in that, level of competitive sports to where your mind is all that and nothing else. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: it comes off a very different way. And yeah. then it shows him off the court. He's fine with those guys. Yeah. And you even hear one of one of the players say, look, on the court he's business. That's yeah. all business on the court. And that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Like you see LeBron yell at people all the time. Yeah. And you know, that's probably mostly just on the court. Mm -hmm. it's that's that is their job though so it is business yeah so no i think it's a great documentary i'm gonna be bummed when it's over but so well done so well done
1: wait you so you did watch the ones last night yeah i'm current on sunday
0: well well nate and i we watch them next the next morning so we record them sunday night and watch them monday morning like we'll get coffee and then i'll make my breakfast and we'll watch it so nice. then we can fast forward through the commercials.
1: Oh, there you go. That's, yeah. that's good. Uh, I, I thought it was – I just thought the, the – the last night's episode also covered his move to baseball and how he – I thought it was interesting. I thought you would think this was interesting too, is like how he had – like him and his personal trainer, they had been talking about his move to baseball that whole season. Like they kind of knew it was in the works, but just the huge pivot that he had to make with his diet and his exercise regimen to like convert – to baseball like a baseball body and Mm. then when like he came back at the end of the 95 season you you saw how like fatigued and uh kind of slower he was getting back to everything because he still had that baseball body on him and he was trying he he needed to beef up his shoulders and his his chest a little bit to make a basketball body but he just wasn't as in condition as everybody else um, right those playoffs and they ended up losing that those playoffs just because it's tough like it's tough to change your 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 meal plan and your your exercise plan to like go against like different types of athletes and just the fact that he was able to just switch back and forth that just shows how good of an athlete he was in the first place but
0: Yeah, and that that takes time too, you know, where he I mean he was still burning a lot as a baseball player, don't get me wrong, but I bet his calories came down some. His carbs probably came down a little bit depending how his body reacts because he's not doing full out sprints up and down an entire basketball court for how many hours on end in baseball, you know, he's maybe hits for an hour, two hours. Maybe they're just practicing grounders for an hour, you know, so there's things where he's not as mobile where he's moving, but not nearly as much. Right. You know, even in practice, it's, you run a play and you're, you're moving a lot. You run a play again and again and again. And even if you're running around a screen for a little 15 footer, you're still doing that over and over. And that's, that's still a lot of steps after, you know, 30 minutes of running the same play. Right. So, yeah, that's, man, that is, that's hard. So, yeah, the ability to do that and, you know, that's, that's good on his trainer too. And if his trainer was doing his food, I don't, know, I don't know if he had a separate food guy, but that's good programming to be successful in each and then go back. Mm-hmm. but it sounded sounded like he needed a few more scrimmages before those playoffs.
1: Well, I think that the league at that time, it was so like watered down. The, the league wasn't that competitive or that good as what it had been in previous years. So I think Michael Jordan just thought he could come back at the end of the season, kind of steal, steal a championship. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it just didn't work out. They ended up losing to the magic, that magic team with, uh, Young Shaquille O'Neal on it, Penny Hardaway, Horace Grant. And that was another example. Horace Grant, who used to be on the Bulls, like, they the Bulls, I mean, the Magic beat the Bulls, and then Michael Jordan sees him, like, celebrating, and Horace Grant, like, the hero. Like, that really ticked him off for next year. Mm -hmm. That summer is when he filmed Space Jam and got in the best shape of his life and built that gym while he was filming Space Jam and practicing the gym, and then came back that 96 season, and they probably had their best team that year. So yeah so cool man i'm here for it but great
0: great documentary
1: yeah
0: love it love it haven't started dave yet i know last time we talked dave i need to i'll probably start that after this is over get nice. something new yeah. to watch
1: they renewed for uh, season two just came I out saw today. that
0: great. saw that so i need to, i need to get started like i said i want one thing to end then i can start something else
1: right you can't uh, watch everything at once kind of yeah. like
0: my books you know
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: But, uh, all right, man, what you got for, uh, for some real life. Let's get into some RLEs here.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we've obviously been in quarantine for quite a while. People are starting to go back to work. Um, I will admit, man, I, I, I sense myself losing productivity a little bit just because I've been in the same place every single day. Like I'm getting, I'm getting those, those corporate finance office vibes again, like showing up to mm. the same thing every day. Um, and I love my home desk and I love my, my setup and it's a comfortable place to do work. I love it. But I'm also like running out of just like real estate to go and like, and do different work, like work yeah. in like my house. Um, so I've been uh, with my writing, like my personal writing that I've been doing and my journaling. Uh, I've been dedicating different spots in my, in the area of town I live in, Broad Ripple. Uh, it's like Northeast side of Indianapolis for people who don't know. Um, I've been like picking different areas outside to just go, right. So I've been creating different settings and environments, like sitting next to the the Monon river riding. Um, when I, I usually golf with people, but sometimes I like to just go out by myself. It gives mm. me time to think. And I also have been doing writing out there, like just sitting, sitting like in the golf cart, like on the tee, just riding if I have a moment and and I have time to myself. Um, so I think this has helped me kind of reenergize, a part of my work that I feel like I've been slacking in, uh, just by refreshing my conditions and refreshing my environment. I think uh, other people, like if you're fun, if you're if you're feeling stuck right now, if you've been working from home a while, or if you're you're trying to jumpstart that project or rekindle that project you've been working on, try like switching up the environment. You just never know what that can do for like just your energy levels, your motivation to write or work on your project, whatever. Because um, it's certainly worked for me in the past couple of weeks. So.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, and that's part of, that's one of your controllables, something that is in your control to change. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't open up the city and businesses. You can't open up coffee shops to go to. So at least you can, you can go outside, you can go to the golf course. You can, you know, you have a, it's a short list, but you do have options to where, all right, you can make that choice to do that. So, and I think that's empowering too, especially with quarantine. You know, we, a lot was stripped of us without our say
1: mm-hmm.
0: right so but no that's good that you've you found different areas to write that are still productive and there's not distractions and and there's probably i would imagine different inspirations too
1: can you say that again kind of went in and out there yeah, That last yeah, sentence. You, yeah you
0: froze for a sec you were hitting me with a uh I, I was saying with that change of, of space and environment there's probably some different inspirations too i would imagine you know, if you're outside yeah maybe see you know something catches your eye whether that's a, a bird or you're by some water or there's you know, a certain person or couple walking where it's just like sparks something something different that you wouldn't have gotten in your house
1: yeah that's a great point because there's a lot more going on like it's yeah. it's different it's it's pleasing to the eye. It's, I mean, your, your, your mind's wandering. So that's good. That's a good point.
0: It's, yeah. It's yeah. So good. Good deal, man. The, all the, the writing gigs still going well though, the, your, your sure. freelance.
1: Yes, sir. They've, good. Uh, luckily a pandemic doesn't affect <clears throat> online content. So, there you go. so
0: what's, but, uh, yeah, what's this, the hot topic for this week that you're writing about?
1: Got the, the assignment just came in. It's uh it's actually a pretty cool topic. Uh, what is digital information technology? That's my hmm. article for this week.
0: All right, interesting.
1: Um,
0: yeah, time to get learned by Tim. Yeah, I'm
1: writer. Ex- I'm excited. To- Word to agents, baby. That's right. Great company. They just they just redid their website, so visit it. No free ads.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> Buying stock in Word Agents. Something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going up because of Tim's volume.
1: It's going public.
0: Hey, I'll let you know when I buy, and then I want you to write double time. Okay, bet. bet yeah, bet. yeah. Drive that stock way up. That's right. Yeah. Um. So we we've touched on it before, but uh, you know I'm sure there's a lot of people kind of starting to get it. I've talked to a few other friends that are that are in it, and just like funks. We've talked about how to get out of funks, but right. I think it's a good one to kind of revisit. And not that the, the quarantine is really driving mine, but, you know, just to be open with listeners. And and if someone resonates with it, you know, a situation of, of missing uh, an important ex of mine. And it's, it's been, you know, a little over a year and a half since, since separation. And it's like, some people be like, Oh dude, get over it by now, blah, blah, blah. But you know, according to who and, and who's, emotions and expectations, right? So I, I think there's more to that. And uh, without, you know, trying to give too much out of respect for her, that's just kind of where my, my funk is being driven from. But there, there's also, you know, like we were just talking, we were forced into and out of uh, a lot of different certain situations and environments because of the whole coronavirus. And you know, this one is, it's just, it's, it hit hard. I, I got to visit a, a good friend of mine last week and I got back and it just, bang, you know, just like that. And so I think, you know, like I said, mine is a little more unrelated to quarantine, but also the, the gym is a pocket of peace of mine. You know, golf is your pocket of peace, you know, shooting ball gym for you too. And we can't do those things. So, now it's, it's like, Oh, what do we do? I I can't, I don't have that peaceful place. I don't have that just me time. And so what I've started to do is, and I talked to my mom about this and she was saying, just start doing small productive things, like just something super small, read a chapter of a book or, you know, write a few lines of of a program that you're, that you're designing. So something just small and productive, but it is productive. So it's like, okay, I got something done. Like, the night I got back from my parents on Sunday, that day for me, unpacking my bags, that that was it. Then I like had to watch a movie, but like that was just something. And so a lot of
1: people, a lot of people don't do that when they get back from a trip. So that's a big accomplishment that you unpacked your bag.
0: I will. I need to put a hat on. This is this
1: is ridiculous.
0: Um, also, looks kind of like I got wingtips. <laughs> got some wingtips here.
1: It looks like a bat. He's about to yeah. See. <laughs>
0: People are gonna be like, "What the fuck goes on in your podcast? All the fun shit that you don't hear anywhere else." That's what happens. Crop, crop and off that off the dome radio. Crop,
1: crop that video and put it on our Instagram. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, we have a good time. But one of the things I started to do was, what else can I do that only I can do by myself? And so. I have kind of neglected my music recently and I started playing guitar a lot more lately, almost nightly now, where if I'm doing something else, if I'm working on something, reading something, eating, I'll I'll finish what I'm doing or get to a good spot where I can stop and I'll just start playing and and I'll play what I feel like playing. I have a little repertoire that, that I'm working on and I always kind of just add a few more songs to it. But you know, if if I'm feeling just playing one thing or just making a bunch of shit up for for an hour, I'll just do that. But that's something that like only I can do, so I have to be alone to do it. And so it's kind of created a different pocket of peace and and one that I'm appreciative for the quarantine driving that back into my life because now I realize how much I've missed that. It's been a while since I've picked up my guitar, mm-hmm. and. You know, that's, that's something that I'm kind of refinding again. You know, there's some stuff you just, you don't lose some of the, some of the touch, but the finer tuned things, now it's like I'm practicing to practice again. Yeah, I can always play a certain group of songs, but now it's, it's practicing to hone back in on some really detailed skills with my music to, to really make some musical fusion. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how I've been been battling my own funk of of just, I, I wouldn't call it a loneliness, just a particular love and longing, right? But the guitar is, is kind of helped just get a little peaceful pocket back to where it's for that time. It kind of, for the most part, takes takes me somewhere else. So that, or, or like I said earlier, just doing something small and productive, and it, and if your funk is strictly quarantine driven is there any other pocket of peace you can create like oh dude i'm not just i can't just sit down and read a book okay maybe like yours you can still go somewhere go to a park or somewhere nice if you live by water sit on a bench by the water and and just either sit or or write sometimes it's fun to just sit and observe man
1: Water's amazing.
0: Yeah, there's some cool stuff. And like, I can see, I can see all this cool stuff. I can hear and and smell all these cool things. And it's just then, you know, you're going outside. You might write with a level of appreciation in your writing that's different because you're able to see everything that's around you still going on. Like, what what is still happening that is good? Because we're bombarded by this negativity right now. Yeah. And I just saw uh, John Krasinski. Um, Jim from The Office, Mm
1: -hmm. he has
0: this show called Some Good News. And I didn't didn't know anything about this. And so I saw this clip, Zach Brown Band reposted it because Zach Brown played some of a new song for a couple that got married. So John Krasinski got ordained for this couple. They had like, you know, both sides, mom and dad. He brought in Pam from The Office. I'm sorry, I forget her, her real name, but he brought in all these cool people and then Zach Brown played for their wedding and it's just, we're hammered with this negative bullshit and, and that. And so that was, I'm like, you know what, that's good, just good news. And so it makes sense, you know, some good news. And I'm like, dude, that's, we need more of that, more of that stuff. Of, mm-hmm. Hey, what are some happy things to celebrate? What can we celebrate instead yeah. of demonize?
1: Yeah. It- yeah, that's that's called using your platform to spread positivity, which mm-hmm. is incredible what he's doing. Uh, Charisma on Command YouTube channel, they just put up a new video this week. Uh, it was themed around John chris I watched that while I was stretching this it? morning
0: too. Yeah, I loved it. I yeah. loved it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like some of the stuff like you and I like already do too. Like some, like some, like making fun of yourself in a positive light. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's some good stuff in there that's like. It makes sense. So Charisma on Command, YouTube channel, check it
0: out. I will say, yeah, great channel. I will say one thing I took away from that though was having a small repertoire of stories that go over very well yeah. with a multitude of audiences. Not always the same audience, but it made me think, dude, what kind of stories do I have Yeah, that have gone over well? So I need to spend more time because thinking about that, and maybe it's just me, but it's, it took me a while to find some things like, hmm, all right. You know, you got to go through your social interactions, which we yeah. haven't had any for 50, 60 days, right? So yeah. my stories are, are – my fresh stories are limited, and I'm good. I am better off the cuff with, like, humor and stuff, right. but having a good story. Just
1: how it should be. Like, it's an answer.
0: Yeah, but I was like, okay, if yeah. I had a couple stories to go around – I need to identify those. But that was a really huge tip. I was like, man, no one would think of that.
1: Yeah. Isn't that gold, dude? And that's that's the that's the one thing is like it's a good exercise to do for yourself. Like write that, like, write those stories down. Like, that's a good, like, self-authoring uh, mm-hmm. exercise. And like being like being more charismatic, like, that's like a process of like studying yourself. So like writing down like those those stories that you can tell, like. There's nothing wrong about that. Like that's that's a cool exercise to do, and that's a great way of working on your charisma and just becoming a, a more fun person to be around. So mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, good channel. I'm glad I appreciate you turning me on to that. There's some some good stuff in there.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: So uh book talk, getting down and nerdy with
1: it. Yeah. Before we go to book talk though, I want to share one more yeah so yeah it just came to mind yeah So um, every morning i it's a short it's a short one every morning i always uh i always have my emergency vitamin c packet that i put in my water bottle because mm-hmm. it's like it's the uh, it's the perfect amount of vitamin c you need per day it's like in drink form and i'd be it's been one of my like quarantine rituals that i've been loving like Get my tea. Get my vitamin C. Get my breakfast burrito. The big, tea. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm on a 67 day streak of having the vitamin C, and it's. I mean, I've been healthy and haven't had any symptoms that I know of so far. And I have feel you like- had
0: even the slightest of sore throats at all over those 67 uh, days? No, not one.
1: I haven't felt. I haven't, and it's. No cost, I, think it's, no- I think it's the secret to hell. I think if everybody just took one of those packets per day, I think it, I think it would solve everything. Well, that and vitamin is- C. other stuff. But uh, bottom line yeah, yeah. is all the stores around me are out of it. Mm. The, uh, the Kroger's out of it. The Kroger and Broad Ripple's out of it. Amazon is at, is like out of stock. I can't find the vitamin C ever. So my 67-day so my streak is at risk because I have none left.
0: Uh if you order, look on Amazon and if if you need something to get you by for like two days, I got you, cuz. I got you. <laughs> I can't
1: a- I can't ask you to do that. Cause I did get on Amazon. They're out of stock on Amazon too.
0: Seinfeld watchers will appreciate this. I got a square to spare, Tim. I got a square to spare. I I, I can I can float you and uh so yeah, check Amazon tonight if you I know it's that good prime delivery if it's next day if you need one for tomorrow morning mm, okay we'll we'll cook it up we'll make it happen captain
1: 67 days
0: and i have (laughs) options i got two flavors yeah what's your favorite flavor i think just the orange honestly i like orange orange flavor if i like lemon flavored things too but the lemon lime's good that's right i I don't think i've tried that but i just like the orange classic classic orange baby yeah Uh yeah, so when you were in grade school, did you have the Gojo in your classrooms? Like the big orange soap container is called Gojo. Yeah, smelled like oranges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was all in on that shit grade school. Oh yeah, loved that soap. Mm. Yeah, it's got me on that all day. But along with your vitamin C, vitamin D also good for quality health. So now that it's getting warmer, if you're in the Midwest, sorry. It might snow tomorrow. It might be ninety tomorrow. I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so, but getting some good sun, vitamin D. If you can do that, that's really really good for you as well. So yeah. some people supplement with it in the winter. If you live somewhere where you do experience a winter, the darker months, some sub- people will supplement with that. So, but yeah, that's that's good for for health too. It's been shown and proven plenty of times. But had to slip that little. Nutritional fact in there, just yeah, shoop, right underneath you. Shoop.
1: We hit the C, we hit the D. Let's go. Shoop.
0: All right, what you got for some book talk? Right. I got some sound effects today, man.
1: That's right, that's right. We uh, we're coming at them from all, all angles today. You know, all
0: the Red Bulls make me fly away. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Dude, Lenny Kravitz. This is <laughs> cracking me up. I can't get over this. No, just the song placement, though. See, I told you, off the cuff, I'm solid.
1: Yeah. I mean it's good to mix that in.
0: All right, for real book talk for real this time. Go ahead, Tim.
1: Yeah, so I'm taking uh I'm I'm talking about a book called Man's Search for Meaning today. It was written by uh Viktor Frankl. He spent uh, I I can't I don't remember how long, but he spent time in a Nazi t- concentration camp. Mm-hmm. Um and he this book documents how he was able to internally motivate himself and like internally survived this concentration camp. And he, he wrote a book about it. And there's a lot of good principles from it. And one thing they said in the book that stuck out to me was, man is no more than a product of many conditional and environmental factors, be they of biological, psychological, or sociological nature. So what he's like from, you so what he's first? saying is like- Can
0: you say that whole thing again?
1: Yeah. So man is no more than a product of his environment. So okay, got it. Be out of like biological, physiological, or sociological nature. So like biological from your parents, traits that they passed on to you, physiological, like how you uh, how you feel about your environment and how you relate to others, how you how your environment influences you, how you influence your environment, and then sociological, your relationships with people. And like the biggest lesson I took from this is like your unique life journey shaped you into a unique individual that can offer unique skills, insights, and services. Like no one on this earth has walked earth the way you have. So like you need to be thankful for the like unique key lessons that you've gained from uh, other people, yourself, mistakes that you yourself made and like use that to continue to build your life path and your life success path to affect others positively. Like you, Mm -hmm. like you have the power to do that because you have such a unique life story and that's, I mean, that stuck out to me in that. And like, it's just a lesson, like utilize your environment to propel yourself to something greater, whether it's utilizing the people around you, like, um, your loved ones, your, your mentors, your coaches, your, your bosses, like anybody in your life, like utilize your environment, um, any like resources you have, um, to, to shape your life the way it is. And like, and that's the other thing, like, if you make, like, when you make mistakes, when you fail, like, that's another thing that can help you utilize your growth. Like, just remember that as you're walking through life, like, this is like your movie. This is your unique story that no one else is going to be able to duplicate in their life. So, I mean, you're, use your u- unique personality, and everything you've done to, to really make an impact in this world. And that's kind of a powerful realization that I found after reading that part and um, something that we can all channel. Like, you are unique. So handle that
0: yeah and and i want to definitely come back to that have you seen the movie the pianist no with adrian adrian brody okay it's a little older film but um it's about the happening of of the nazis and it, it follows adrian brody and his family and the jews and his whole progression of who he got help from how he just narrowly escaped certain deaths and you know just the level of that that drive of just kept going like there's nothing else to do you can't get caught by these people because they won't let you live and I just think about you know this guy you're talking about he he survived that like we've had some fucked up things in in history from Nazi Germany to slavery to Certain wars, you know, man, but going back to the the lesson it of you know you have a unique life journey that has shaped you into what you are now, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever your we are the sum of our experiences, right, so whatever has happened has shaped us for better for worse because of our past uh experiences happenings, whatever it may be, so you know I thought earlier about, you know, this and next lessons I've learned from myself, from that. If I got that chance again, I would do certain things much better and differently. Right. But, you know, for someone say fi- financially going into this quarantine, we can use that too. Cause some people just don't have an emergency fund, right? Mm-hmm. Someone might do that a little differently too, but right now they are the, sum of their experience experiences of not having that. Luckily we do have unemployment. So whatever it may be, you know, I I always think that's a good way to try to understand someone else's position too. Is it like, man, why are you so upset about this? You know, it, it could be, how did that go in, in their past? How did that experience go that time? You might think this is not a big deal in the past. It could have been a monstrous issue. So it's, I think that helps, Uh, in terms of viewpoint if you understand that someone else like we don't all have the same experiences and pains and and whatever it may be and understanding that I think helps you know you can't walk in someone else's shoes but can help you understand why they're feeling or reacting a certain way
1: right And, and like just to yeah that's great and like going off that like relating this also to what's going on right now if you're someone that either lost your job or maybe you haven't even found the job that you're most passionate about yet, maybe you've kind of been bouncing around jobs and maybe you're like insecure about all the different ex- like jobs you have on your resume when applying for future jobs. Like you're insecure about, oh, like they're going to see that I, I've had all these different experiences Turn into a positive thing. Like you're a unique individual that can provide value to people because you've had all these different experiences. Like I, like at first when I was, when I was uh, done with my sales job, like I was just, I was I was a little bit depressed in the fact that like, man, like, I still like haven't found something that I'm like both passionate about and like crazy good at, like, this is discouraging, but I use it. I reframe my mindset and be like, Hey, like, because I worked in corporate finance, I have the ability to work with Excel and present numbers and data in a very knowledgeable way to people. Because I worked in uniform sales, I have the ability to strike conversations with anybody with ease and read people's body language, which helps me in this job. Like, you just gotta reframe it in a way. Like, because you've been to these certain places, other people have have not been before, then you can use that to to frame yourself unique in the way you you provide value to people. So
0: yeah, and I, and I like how you're able to, you know, because of your financial, it applies this this certain way to your current job and and role and rarely does something happen that does not teach us something if you look for it Mm -hmm. so you know there's always what and not to be the guy to say you know you always gotta look on the bright side you know sometimes fuck those people let's be honest sometimes you don't need to hear that that's not what you need but yeah out of most things there is something motivating or a good lesson learned or taught or or eye opening, whatever it may be, at some point. When you're ready to see it, you will see it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: what I think. Yeah. The bright side. Sit and spin, pal.
1: Yeah. It, it's okay. It's okay to be down sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah, got, like it's okay to be frustrated, and mad about something. That's, it's completely normal.
0: And if you're Sometimes still mad, just just look at these hair tip wings I got going on. If if you're still mad about it, just <laughs> some people curl mustaches. I'm curling hair tips. <laughs> uh, but no, that's and, and that's good to use your environment and the the people around you to you know. Oftentimes, I think that a lot of us think people don't want to always help us, and more people want to help us more than we give them credit for. Right. So yeah, that's uh have you read that book before? Is this a reread or a first time read?
1: Uh, I've read it before. I read it a couple years ago, but okay. I I was rereading some notes. Victor. Yeah. Man,
0: dude, I couldn't imagine trying to survive that stuff.
1: Sheesh. I mean it, it really puts things into perspective, man.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no kidding. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. We're not, could be in prison too. Not in prison. That would really suck.
1: Your body could be getting thrown into an oven right now, but life, life couldn't be that bad. We almost skated by without getting too graphic.
0: Now we're in the <laughs> oven. Yeah. Preheat to it. All right. We're done with that. That's not fun. Yeah. We're done. What do you got <laughs> for both <times? laughs> Uh,. No, on to the next one we're kind of doing this today i kind of like it yeah um, yeah so still in in change since i'm i'm in that group and i like the the timeline of reading a chapter a week that gives me time to also still read tim ferris but
1: right.
0: and i was i was going to talk tim ferris today until i started reading this uh current chapter i'm in chapter three of Changemaker, and it just related to a lot of things that we're doing as well. So the, the premise of it was knowing what your clients really want and delivering it every single time, whatever, you know, like I've said before, this is written in a health and and, uh, fitness space kind of setting, but whatever sales to how, how many salespeople have we talked to on the show or experienced ourselves where someone thinks they know exactly what their potential customer needs and wants without hearing that potential customer say exactly what their problem is and what their needs and wants are. So we don't we don't always know exactly what they want. We just think that we know because we want to sell the answer. Maybe maybe you don't have the answer to begin with. And it talked about how McDonald's and Snickers found out the the job being done by their milkshake and candy bar respectively. So McDonald's wanted to see why their milkshake wasn't performing as much. They did a taste test. They changed the way they made their milkshake. Still wasn't performing that well. Then they identified when it was being bought and by who, what was the setting that this was uh, servicing people. And majority of milkshakes being sold were by people on their morning commute to work. And so instead of a, a breakfast sandwich or something that requires two hands, milkshake requires one. And the fact that it, it takes a little more work and time to get the milkshake, it's just thicker going through a straw. It gave them something to do on the morning commute as well. Ah. And, and it, and it curbed hunger until noon, instead of being hungry at 10, it curbed hunger until noon. And I, I thought that was interesting of what is the job that is being done? Like what, it, what is the reason behind the reason for that person getting a milkshake. Yeah. And for some people it's something to do, some people just to curb hunger. And the nutrition coach and me is like, you, we can work on that on so many levels. But I'm I'm on the business and marketing aspect of this. And Snickers, mm-hmm. it was, you know, you're not you when you're hungry. Right. So it, it, it showed that improvement of attitude. And so they they each found their own way to market not just the milkshake or the candy bar that it's tasty. Like, of course it's tasty. It's candy, it's palatable, but what can it provide? What service, what job does it do? And in, in a health and fitness sense, someone new to working out, maybe they lost their sense of empowerment. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to learn a new skill. I don't know how to, people talk about the squat or this deadlift or this muscle up. What, what is this? I want to learn this new skill maybe they want to impress themselves or a spouse or or you know whatever type of goal they want to beat run a mile faster but you know i think there's reasons behind reasons for not everyone is going to enjoy working out like you and i work out but there's a different job that working out does for me outside of just you know physically feeling better mm-hmm. and like it does for you too and so i was like man you know we we got this this cool thing going with herculean where they're, they're hooking up our listeners and you know, that, what is that for? So that's for people who want to maintain their, their fitness goals. But if they have a busy schedule, they're on the go a lot. They don't want to lose their gains. Say a salesperson on the road and all you have is, is a Wendy's a McDonald's and an Arby's. You know, what, what do you do? You, you need calories, you need adequate macros. And so, but now no one's on the go everyone's stuck at home. And so I was like how how do what is the job now that that Herculean provides? And cuz whether you're on the go or at home you can still listen to a podcast, you can watch that, right? So we we're, we're informative, we're entertaining, but we're also we're relatable cuz I was thinking what is the job that off the dome does? We're naturally curious and that makes us more relatable because we learn how other people do certain things, how other people live and then we get different perspectives. But now, and I kind of laughed and, and we talk about good ideas in the shower. Dude, when I'm like in water of some sense, that, that's the think tank, man. When we did those, those float tanks, oh, which I, I cannot wait to go do. Oh, man. Take me back. Dude, done. As soon as we can go, you and I are going. I yeah. need to go. Yeah, same. But best thinking in the shower, right? Just I feel like such a genius. Like I should <laughs> stay in there all day and I'd have the world's problems figured out. But, you know, Herculean now, it can be the solution to doing less dishes. Mm -hmm. How many extra dishes are we all doing because of quarantine? And how just much do we despise that right now? And because I was talking to another family, I feel like I've done dishes just all day, every day during quarantine. So now Herculean, even if you're not on the go, if you're sick of doing dishes, they can provide that job for you as well. Mm -hmm. They can provide that solution. And and you're still eating healthy, you know. They got that taken care of for you. They got the macros counted. They got the food quality down. They they have the the nutrients you need. So it's still providing those jobs, but it's just a tweak on on the the service. So yeah, no more dishes. Save twenty percent on not doing dishes with code off the dome at checkout at HerculesMealPrep dot com. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, and, and the thing is, like, it ma- it makes uh it makes mealtime fun like it it literally it makes you look forward to having your meal because a unique benefit about herculean is they have so many different kinds of meals like Mm -hmm. that and you can like customize your plan like you can choose oh i want four of this three of this two of this. you can customize it so you you can get as many as you want and like once you just you put them on your freezer it's lunchtime, you have like a sense of excitement come over you. Cause you're like, Oh, what am I going to reach in and get today? Like it's one of the, it's one of those, it makes it more fun. And like, that's, that's um, something that Herculean shares with off the dome. Like with us, like you don't know, like what the background of our interview guest is going to be that week because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like a, it's a mixed bag. Like, and that's our goal. Like we, we want you to learn about all our cool local businesses in Indy, our entrepreneurs in Indy, entrepreneurs across the nation. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get. So like, right. it just everyone has a unique story. So our podcast I, I,
0: I, is like a box of chocolates, Tim. Never know is, what though, low gonna key. get
1: low key. Speaking of like yeah. another diverse interview, we have a yacht salesman coming yes. up. On, no, beat me to not, the plug. A, not, not a, not a yacht salesman, a yacht broker. I like that better. Yeah. But he is I'm a
0: salesman talking. still, but yeah. yeah he yacht broker. Salesman,
1: but he's a yacht broker in Miami, Miami, Florida. He's a, a
0: yacht slinger, actually.
1: Yacht slinger. Yeah. So, yeah, Thursday.
0: Man. That's his Instagram handle, yacht slinger, Will Knopf Singer. Cool cat, man. He was a really fun guy to talk to. And, you know, we, we obviously talked a lot about boats and, and his job there. But then there, you know, we got to learn how, how he works with his wife, how that works out, and, and the things it takes, and how he said entrepreneur as a word gets thrown out. He ended on that one, and that was really cool to hear his perspective, someone who just, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on that you don't see. And when we make the joke. It's not always Lamborghinis and private jets. So it's, it's a fun one. And, and we really get down, down in the, into the weeds there and he's based out of Miami. So yeah, check him out. Be on the lookout this Thursday, 8am Eastern time at off the dome radio with our man, Will. But oh, <laughs> but uh yeah I, i'm excited for that to come out that was that was fun yes sir but uh all right tim you got anything else for our our loyal listeners today you like that connotation
1: yeah that was loyal good listeners? i am uh i'm good so clever i got i said everything i wanted to say
0: all right good 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 all right everybody Thank you so much for listening, hanging with us today. If you're enjoying the episodes, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you want to hear about. Topic-wise, if you want us to reach out to certain guests, let us know. We want to make this fun for you, too. We want you to have a say as well. And, uh, you know, those reviews help us with our momentum and, and visibility. So we, we rely on you guys a lot as well. And thank you so much again. Until Thursday, enjoy your week. <laughs> I'm sorry.